It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we worked and the stigma of failure in an industry systemically designed for you to fail. Join us as we dive into the real life stories of survivors, experts, and advocates to debunk the common myths and fallacies of cults, scams, and multi level marketing. content warning. In this episode, we talk about toxic diet culture. Please be advised that topics may include mentions of weight loss and gain, examples of fat bias, and discussions on disordered and restrictive eating. Please use your own discretion if any of these are difficult or triggering topics for you. Thank you. Hey, Hunbots and Hunbros, a quick little housekeeping before we start the episode. First, I want to let everybody know that the MLM conference is coming up. It is going to be uh, next month in June. Uh, you can find all of the information about the Consumer Protection Challenge Conference, which is what it is called, at mlmconference.com. It is completely free. It is a Friday and Saturday event. Um, and I'm actually speaking on a panel about victim recovery. I mean, kind of fits, right? So I'm really excited about that. Uh, it will also be recorded and you can watch it afterwards if you can't make it then, but I would love if you guys could come and support. Also, we're still raising money for the Leukemia Lymphoma Society right now. We have a challenge. We are trying to get at least $25 from all 50 states um, and you guys have been so wonderful. Thank you so much. We haven't filled the map yet, so all of those donations definitely help. Thank you so much. We're pretty close on a couple states. So even a $5 donation, if that's all you can muster, is so wonderful. Again, we are trying to eradicate blood cancer and find treatments that are a little more friendly towards kids. Also, do not forget to check out our YouTube channel. We have an interview with Nick that we did on Friday where we have just kind of a little more personal chat, talk about different snacks, and share some photos that we talk about in this episode. So if you are so inclined, please head on over to YouTube and check that out. I threw that in the show notes as well so you can find it. And lastly, a huge thank you to all of the support for the show. Um, I got word that we are getting about 200,000 downloads a month, which I'm just like, what? That's... Wow. Okay. Thank you. Um, incredible. So thank you so much to Lipstick and Vinyl and Solid Listen for believing in me and supporting me and all of you guys, uh, my incredible listeners for supporting me. Thank you for everybody who has bought me a taco. Every every taco helps. I, I, I definitely appreciate the tacos. You guys are incredible. So enjoy this episode. Nick and I have a great time. I will say a little trigger warning. We talk about food. We talk about poop. We talk about toxic diet culture. And while we talk about poop a little bit, 
I'm just going to say, this episode is probably going to make you hungry and it's probably going to make you laugh and it's probably going to make you cringe a little bit, but like, that's the whole point. So enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of Life After MLM. Today we are talking to my friend, Nick Anderson. It's so nice to have you here. I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, And then also, I just have to let everybody know who you also are so that there's this connection. (laughs) Um, This is Danielle's new husband. Yeah, crazy. Congratulations. (laughs) Danielle's episode that we just recently heard, she called you her fiance. And I was like, oh my God, I know something you done. Oh my God. Um, And so I was like, I really, really (laughs) wanted to introduce you as the husband. You guys got married. I'm so excited. Congratulations. A big round of applause from everybody listening as well. We are so proud of you guys. And uh, yes, so welcome to the show and congratulations on your marriage. And and let's get into it. Let's get into it. Thank (laughs) you for having me. First of all, super excited to do this. Like Danielle's basically in love with you. So (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. She though, she did marry you. So that you do have that going for you. I know. I know she's got you like on the hook. I don't know. (laughs) I love your wife. She is incredible and such a wonderful friend. Uh, So happy that I had the opportunity to meet her. And then also you, you guys are great. So what would you consider yourself? What would you call yourself? So I am many things. (laughs) I am, I guess I'd say primarily, I'm an online fitness coach. Um, So I coach people through their fitness in an online setting. I also do it in person as well. That's kind of, I don't know which one's my side gig at this point. So it's kind of confusing, but yeah, but just have a general like health and fitness background and actually certified, not like some of our MLM coaches. So that's what I am. <laughs> that's important, right? The education, the certification, the knowing what you're talking about. That's the important stuff. You should be taking advice from people who know what they're talking about. Yes, definitely. And not people who can just sell you some sort of supplement. Those are not the people. <laughs> right. So listening to Danielle's episode, we do know that you have some experience as a customer in Beachbody. Mm-hmm. So will you take us through that um, as a man? that was a beach body customer and like how that is because we've heard we've heard your wife's side and i'm i'm interested to see the other side of things yeah so i actually started with beach body before i even met danielle way back when i very very first started fitness i was doing the insanity program um and if you're not familiar with the insanity program it is unbelievably hard. I think they actually advertise it as the hardest at-home workout there is, or something along those lines when it first came out. And I was like, cool. Yeah. I've never done fitness before. Let me go straight to that. All or nothing. Exactly. So that was very much my mindset um, starting out into fitness. This was probably, I, I don't know. I was young. I was very young. I was probably just out of high school or something at this point. So I go all in with that and get like four days into the workouts. And I'm like, this is too hard. And so I quit. And then a week later, I'm like, I'm going to try again. And I repeat the cycle literally for years Um, up until I meet Danielle. And I'm still, I'm still in this cycle at this point. And uh, did you ever complete the whole week of insanity? One time, one time. time. (laughs) And I was so proud of myself. Right. So like, I really went all in on it when I did it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to like eat 
very bare minimum amount of calories because there's a, a weird nutrition plan in there that says like you can have foods from different tiers and like the top tier foods it's like um i don't know it's basically like vegetables and maybe like chicken breast and then as you go down like cheese is in like tier three and i'm like oh well, i can never eat cheese again <laughs> but still had cheese in the house so like i'd not eat cheese know the cheese was there and then at midnight just be shoveling cheese into my mouth right out of the bag yeah no sounds about right yeah I mean still do that from time to time because I love cheese but now I don't feel guilty about it (laughs) but anyway um yeah like went through the cycle for years and then met Danielle and she sees me going through the cycle and she's like what are you doing why are you doing this maybe we should try a new program which uh ended up being getting further into Beachbody unfortunately (laughs) Because at the time, that was the only one that I was familiar with was was Insanity. And she's like, oh, yeah, my my friend's a beach body coach. Let's talk to her. So we got on FaceTime with her. And she's like, oh, you should try this new program from Shanti. And I'm like, oh, I love Shanti. <laughs> <laughs> so we do that. And um, we, just, we just start getting deeper and deeper into it. Like we join her accountability group and make friends with everyone in there. And we're all excited because we have all these new friends that care so much about us using air quotes here. Like we can totally see. Um, <laughs> like I said, we just kind of got deeper and deeper from there. It's like going into more of the programs. Um, I will say one thing that we never did was uh, get the Shakeology. Because I was looking at the cost of this and I'm like, why would I spend $130 on this when I can get a, the same thing from Walmart for $25? So proud of myself for that one. Proud of both of us. We did not get into Shakeology, but man, we really got into those workouts. Like there was such a culture within that group of like no days off, always working out. Like, and I got sucked into it and I got to a point where I was like, oh, I'm going to do doubles because working out once a day is great why not work out two times a day so (laughs) funny enough this was the point where I saw the least results because my body just did not have time to recover from any of that stuff so Ah. I mean muscle grows when you allow it time to recover and rebuild and repair and I was never allowing myself time for that so like I'm doing two workouts a day for like 100 days straight why is this not working and had no idea until I went and got certified for stuff and was like, oh, that's why that didn't work. You know, um, I had a similar experience when I went to beauty school because I had been doing friends hair, just like using box color and like weird things that happened. And I was like, well, why does it turn orange? And then I learned color theory and I was like, oh, that's why. <laughs> it's like, it's like you have all these colors mixed in, like layers upon layers of colors. It's like when you paint a wall and it's like. <laughs> Similar sort of kind of no and yes at the same time. It's, okay, fair it's, enough. It's more complicated than probably anybody even understands. <laughs> There, hair is just wild. I don't understand how you can make all these colors happen out of hair. It's crazy. <laughs> but it's really interesting because like, here you are and the only information you're getting is from inside the, the pyramid. Mm-hmm. All of your education is inside the pyramid. And then you step outside the pyramid and get an actual education. And they're like, no, that's not how any of this works. What's and you're funny. like, oh my God. I was looking back, like 
reminiscing about when I was going through the certification process and I was, I was still kind of doing beach body workouts at the time. I think this was kind of the time where I started to transition out and try to like start doing my own workouts. But I remember reading through the materials and thinking that's wrong because that's not how beach body does it. And I'm like, looking back, I'm like, how, how did I have that mindset? Like, this is the certification material. Like, just because Sean T says that <laughs> right. you should be doing hit workouts seven days a week. Like, no, the certification material is what's accurate. Um, so it really kind of speaks to how brainwashed you get by being in that echo chamber. Absolutely. That is an excellent point where you're like, wait a second, beach body can't be wrong. Science yeah. has to be wrong. <laughs> Ew. Ew. I know. I get it. Right. Um, that's crazy. So you get your certification and you start to open your eyes. And then what happens? Um, so from there, I mean, I guess I should backtrack a little bit and really talk about how when we um, were doing beach body, we like really got sucked into the nutrition and um, again, if, if you're not familiar with the nutrition plan, it's very like you can only eat these certain foods all the time and you can only eat these small portions. Like they made you portion out your vegetables. Like you could only have a cup worth of vegetables with a meal, which is insane. Like so restrictive. Yeah, it's so restrictive. And then I learned about like calorie balance and how you don't have to eat 1200 calories to lose weight. You can eat more than that. And still feel good and not want to rip your hair out. Um, so once I learned that, I was like, wow, I need other people to know about this. Um, so that's when I started to get into actually coaching people. I think one of, one of my first clients, my my very first client was also part of Beachbody. Um, she was in our groups. I will say I made a lot of solid friendships out of those groups and, I think a lot of people have gotten out of that now, which is great. Um, but she was like, yeah, I'm, I'm just getting so bored with the beach body workouts. They don't seem to be working. Can you help me? And I was like, I'm not sure, but yeah. You're like, <laughs> like let's go and find out. Imposter syndrome was like, no, but. <laughs> but yeah, from there, it just became something that I fell in love with. Just being able to help people and teaching people how they can do this without doing what I did without restricting myself to a container of grapes for a meal. Like <laughs> uh, Those are like the little 21 day fix or whatever. The yes, rainbow yeah, containers, the little, the little portion, they're all square. They're all different colors. I felt it's so, so fun when I took them out of our draw and threw them out. That was like one of the best feelings in the world is putting those in the trash can. <laughs> yeah, it's like let's be super restrictive but like make it fun <laughs> <laughs> well if it's restrictive you gotta make it fun right otherwise you're not gonna do it i mean everybody loves a good bright colored container <laughs> ridiculous mm, they're so sad <laughs> they're so sad the carb one was so small and they considered peas a carb it's a vegetable it's not a carb i'm still mad about peas being a carb and carrots too uh, yeah. so I would never eat peas because I thought I couldn't like I was, I'm not gonna trade potatoes for peas like I want potatoes Duh. oh my gosh that's yeah ridiculous 
Like so. the whole food restriction thing, like is such a cult tactic. And like, it feeds obviously right into like the toxic diet culture that we've been talking about. And it's just nasty. It, yeah. It's, it just doesn't feel good to not be able to eat foods you enjoy. Like everyone needs a slice of pizza now and then. Um, but I very specifically remember I was, I was working in engineering at the time um, and we had this like big company meeting and I was doing this restrictive program. I was eating out of the containers and I was supposed to have my, one meal at 10 o'clock and one meal at two o'clock. It was like my sad yogurt and then my grapes, but um, they, they provided lunch and they brought Panera and I can't, I can't have Panera. That's, that's unhealthy. If the white bread, God forbid. Um, so I, I declined the Panera and I was kind of proud of myself at the time for it. Now you have so much shame that you passed up free Panera. Now I do. Yeah. I don't even like Panera. Like it's okay. It's, it's fine. I love their broccoli cheddar soup. In a yes. Bowl. It is yes. So good. <laughs> Absolutely. The soup is really, I remember having that when my wisdom teeth were pulled out. I was so pumped about the broccoli cheddar soup. Cause it was the only thing that I liked that I could it. eat. <laughs> really like that I don't know why anyway but yeah I declined the Panera and everyone was like well that's weird (laughs) and uh the manager at the end of the day was like yeah just just take that home with you you know there's one sandwich left and I'm like just to be polite I'm like okay yeah I'll take it home knowing that I was gonna throw it right in the garbage when I got home but I got I got in the car hit traffic and I swear the sandwich is staring at me from the passenger seat and I'm like, all right, just one bite, just one little bite is not going to kill me. <laughs> 15 seconds later, the sandwich is gone. I feel this overwhelming guilt of like, no, I ruined everything. But really, I ate a sandwich. Like, I didn't ruin anything. I ate a fucking sandwich. I swear, man, the guilt, the yeah. guilt. How good was that sandwich, though? Honest, it was the best Panera sandwich I've ever had. I don't even like Panera, but like that time it was like, yeah. <laughs> I remember one time in high school uh, and I was falling into toxic diet culture as a teenager who was like very restrictive. And I'm like, um, I'm just not going to eat red meat anymore. And I just stopped eating red meat for like a whole year or two. It was no other reason. Just this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to do this now. And I remember... I was down by the beach and I walked past my absolute favorite hamburger place in all of San Diego. It's called Kono's (laughs) Kono's Surf Club. It's right on uh, Crystal Pier in San Diego. If anybody's ever been, I, they have the best steak fries in the whole entire world. I love that place. And just like that Panera sandwich, I remember like walking by and it was just like one hamburger wouldn't kill me. (laughs) And I have never been a fake vegetarian since. So good for you. Thank you, Kodos. <laughs> I did feel guilty a little bit. And then I was like, why am I feeling guilty? Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. 
They send you regular personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet. And they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. Your brain needs support and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is my choice. I'm going to eat the hamburger. You know what? Good for you for, sh- for shutting that shit down. Like, because I could not block out that voice for, for weeks. I, oh, I'm sure like, it took me a very long time. Fair. But like, now you don't feel guilty. So that's what matters and makes for a great story. It's just wild that we all have these stories. Yeah. And it, it's so funny too, that there was no reason for you. You were just like, no, I'm not going to have red meat. Like, you probably heard something that like red meat causes cancer or makes you gain weight or something like that. And you're just like, yeah, no more red meat now. Yeah. And it's I'm just crazy. Cut it out just to see what happens. Because we just, we find all these myths that come out of nowhere and we're like, okay, cool. I believe that wholeheartedly without any doubt whatsoever. Well, like, here's the the other thing is like, I have a blood disorder and like, I actually do need quite a bit of iron in my diet. So cutting out the red meat, I had to eat a lot more vegetables that I didn't really particularly like. And I find the balance better now. <laughs> that makes a lot like, of I'm sense. I'm going to have like a very balanced diet and then I don't have to worry about things and it, it's been okay. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's so important to like have that balanced diet and be able to eat kind of whatever you want. Like, I'm not saying like you should be eating Pop-Tarts for every single meal, but like if you want to have a Pop-Tart, you should be able to have a Pop-Tart here and there. My favorite way to eat Pop-Tarts is with a little butter on top. Oh. I know. And uh, my sister and I did this our whole entire lives. We didn't think it was the thing anywhere. We just always put butter on a Pop-Tart. And then uh, Family Guy, uh, they've got a whole song. It's like, have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? It's so friggin' good. And my sister and I like looked at each other like, for real? Like, we're not <laughs> and there's a whole there's a whole I've, I've talked about it before there's like a whole subset of people in on the internet that are like hell yes butter on a pop tart i have never heard of this but well now you need to try of, it what what flavor do you recommend for buttered pop tarts i mean i'm a strawberry girl like i'm i have adhd so it's like i found the pop tart i like i'm good for the rest you of my life you stick with the one yeah i hate cinnamon i hate oh, it i love that one i'll do cherry if we're out of strawberry but it's strawberry for me all day long. I'm allergic to strawberry, so I'm shit out of luck on that one. <laughs> well, I will send you all my cinnamon ones. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. 
I love how an episode about toxic diet culture has led to uh, Pop Tart recommendations. I hey. mean, that's kind of the direction it should go, right? Right. <laughs> so let's talk some more about this toxic diet culture and and what it looks like and what you see and what you're doing to help educate people to navigate out of it. Mm, so I know a lot of people go straight for the 1200 calorie diet, which we've already touched on a little bit, but um, honestly, I don't know how this one originated, how people just started going, okay, 1200's the way to go. Um, I think a lot of it probably has to do with MyFitnessPal. Like if you are a woman and you input any kind of statistic about your body into MyFitnessPal, whether you are weigh a hundred pounds or you weigh 250 pounds. I can't prove this. I don't know that this actually happens. I should check, but it's going to tell you to eat 1200 calories um, because that is the recommended minimum amount of calories that you should eat, uh, that, that you can eat, not that you should eat, that you can eat to, and like actually survive. Oh, um, so like 1200 calories is like the baseline for survival. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, if you were to go into the woods with uh, just a loincloth, this is the equivalent of that. Instead of going in with some camping gear and some matches, like this, this is right. you going into a diet with just a loincloth. Right. This is an episode of Survivor versus like planning out a nice camping vacation <laughs> in a motorhome. I don't know how that analogy came up, but I kind of like it. it I'm works. definitely going to have to reuse that one. Um, but yeah. So again, that was one of the other things that I learned is you can eat a lot more calories and lose weight. Really what, what it comes down to is being in an overall calorie deficit. Um, so you figure out what amount of calories you would need to maintain your current body weight. And then you basically subtract 250 to 500 from that. And most people see numbers like 1800, 2000, and they're like, what? I can eat that much and still lose weight. And you definitely can. And I know when I tried it for the first time, I was shocked. Mine was 2000. I was like, that seems like a lot, but I'll give it a go. And sure enough, that's how I actually kept weight off instead of just gaining it back over and over, losing it, gaining it, losing it, gaining it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've noticed, and I know this isn't for everybody, and this is obviously not medical advice because I am definitely not a doctor, but like I've been more toward like just intuitive eating where I just Mm. sort of eat when I'm hungry as opposed to like having this set time because I am from the clean plate club generation of like if you put it on your plate you better friggin eat it kid so Mm -hmm. like for me I just I'm like I'm not hungry so I'm just not gonna put anything on my plate like I know everyone's eating but like I'm not hungry right now I had a late lunch I don't think I need eat dinner with everybody if I'm not hungry and it's weird, but high, like it works. Yeah. It, it totally works very well for some people and not, not so much for others. I think some people are very good at being in tune with their own internal hunger cues and other people are like, I want to eat. I'm not hungry, but I'm going to eat. <laughs> and that's, that makes that intuitive eating thing kind of hard for them. But I think that's something else that, that I've learned as being a fitness coach is one solution doesn't work for every single person. And that's something that 
MLMs kind of do. It's like, here's the one solution. It's for everyone. Um, so if someone were to do well with intuitive eating, I'd be like, yeah, like, let's do that. Listen to your body, eat protein, eat vegetables, and you'll be doing great. Um, yeah, I think that's a great strategy. Yeah. One size does definitely not fit all. Definitely not. So let's talk about another cringy diet that's pretty popular that we see all over Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, MLM, everywhere. And that's the keto diet. Mm, my favorite. Not really. We need bread in our lives. We just need it. <laughs> no, but seriously, carbs are important for your body. It's your body's main source of energy. And one of the things that the keto people say is if you don't eat carbs, your body will use fat for energy. But that's like trying to charge your phone with a potato. Like, I'm just going to stick my phone in the electrical outlet. <laughs> like, sure, I could do it that way, but. Yeah. And it, like, keto works if you're in a calorie deficit. It has nothing to do with whether you have carbs or not. And I want to be clear when I say calorie deficit, it doesn't mean that you have to like track your calories or anything. As long as you are in a calorie deficit, whether you're tracking or not you'll lose body fat. So same applies to keto. If you are eating less calories than your body needs, whether you're having carbs or not, it's going to work. And of course, like if you restrict an entire group of macronutrients, you're a little more likely to eat a little less because you can't have those things. But I know what happens to so many people who try keto is they'll do it for like three days and they'll look at a potato and be like, well, that looks good. And then they'll eat like 12 baked potatoes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is interesting. You know, it's interesting. And again, it's, it's it, the diet industry is a multi-billion dollar industry mm-hmm. and their failure rates are disgustingly similar to multi-level marketing companies. That is a very good point. I never thought of it that way, but Yeah, I think both things are setting people up for failure by giving them kind of cookie cutter things that's not going to work for everyone or just spreading straight out lies. I mean, if you pick up any fitness magazine, I can probably spot at least 14 different things wrong right on the cover. So I actually have one. (laughs) Yeah, let's do that if you want. Where is it? Oh yeah, right here. Got this for Instagram. <laughs> All right, so this is this is from Women's World. Uh, let's see, Doctor Oz's best diet ever says you can drop fourteen pounds each week. Holy shit, that is not good for you. I mean, if they're That's cutting off limbs every day? week, yeah, two pounds a week is is kind of a lot. Like two pounds a week is very quick um 14 pounds in a week is insane uh what else is on here okay maybe that's maybe that's the only one that i could find on the cover oh jan jana lost 74 pounds uh and healed after a heart attack so it's saying that this diet plan saved her life yeah like we get those health claims right there too yeah there's a lot of health claims and 
I'm sure that Jan saw a doctor to get her blood pressure in check or whatever it is doctors do about heart attacks. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but I'm very sure that the diet had nothing to do with it. It's very interesting how they leave certain things out to make it seem as though this person is fixing all of their medical issues by just dieting and that dieting is the solution. Wow. This other one says one quarter tablespoon of this balances blood sugar for 65% less risk of severe COVID-19. <laughs> that is a bold health claim. I don't know what it is that they're selling. It's um, probably turmeric. It's probably turmeric. It's always turmeric. Always turmeric. But you, you pick up any of these magazines in the checkout stand and you'll end up believing things like, oh, I shouldn't eat red meat anymore for no reason other than that it's set it on the cover of a magazine. Like there's no actual science behind these things. Right. And then it also makes you feel really bad because you can't lose 14 pounds in a week. Mm-hmm. And you're like, is that normal? Where you're like, no, two pounds a day is very unhealthy. Two pounds a week is sort of probably closer to where you want to be. Yeah. Like a half a pound to a pound a week is very sustainable. Two pounds a week is a little bit aggressive, but okay. Anything further than that. And it's, you're probably doing something you shouldn't be. And then the way it's not going to stay off. Right. So let's talk about these sort of diets where you lose 10 pounds and what they really are. You know, you're doing a cleanse or something. What's actually happening? Yeah. So most of the time what's happening there is uh, people are losing water weight very quickly. And the funny thing about water weight is you can lose it very quickly, but it's going to come back just as fast because your body needs water in it. Um, I mean, that's, that's one of the things that works about keto, especially in the beginning is once you start getting rid of carbs in your diet, there's not going to be as much water in your body because your body holds onto water when you have carbs, which that's fine. There's, there's nothing wrong with having water weight. So once you cut that out, your body's going to shed that water very quickly and be like, wow, I lost five pounds in a week. That's awesome. I should keep doing this. And then the next week that water's still gone. So you don't actually lose anything. And then you start to get frustrated and then you eat the 14 baked potatoes we talked about earlier. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's scary. People just don't know. And, and, and these sort of things take advantage of the fact that we don't know. We don't know about diets. We don't know about fitness. And so they take advantage of us with these, you know, one size fits all programs that are just more harm than good. And it's right. it's really unfortunate. And you've got everybody and their grandma giving you advice about what they should do. Like your, I don't know, the your cousin at your family cookout was like, oh yeah, I tried the diet or I tried the carnivore diet and I lost all this weight. And your cousin Chuck doesn't know <laughs> anything about fitness, health or anything. Like you get so much because I think everyone's interested in fitness to some degree. So everyone has something to say about it, but not everybody's qualified to give the advice. So right. you get so much information mixed with misinformation you don't know what to believe really sets people up for failure yeah that's really unfortunate um so from someone who is in the fitness realm 
uh, people listening that maybe want to add a little bit more fitness to just their daily life, like what are some really easy changes that people can make um, and habits that people can start that aren't going to be like super imposing on what they're already doing every day? Mm, Great question, because many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I think the best way to just kind of get started is to start small. Like most people like myself was like, I'm going to go and do the hardest workout ever advertised on TV. Don't do that. (laughs) Start small. I think walking is probably one of the most underrated exercises there are. If you're getting like anywhere 6,000 steps and up, like you're doing so much better than if you were to just be sitting at your desk all day. So making small changes like that, adding vegetables to your meals, just eat a vegetable with every meal, eat a little more protein. You don't need to go crazy and just like start counting calories right off the bat or start restricting calories or an entire macronutrient group right off the bat. Just start small. And you don't have to eat vegetables that you don't like. There's all kinds of vegetables, incredible recipes and different ways to prepare vegetables. If you guys are those people out there that are going, I don't even like vegetables. Um, I feel like we could really share some amazing recipes on Instagram and stuff for some healthy ways to eat vegetables that make them taste really good. Cause I uh, hate broccoli, but I have an incredible recipe where this like creamy garlic broccoli. It's insane, oh. but I hate broccoli. Y'all I hate it, but I like broccoli <laughs> cheese soup. I don't know. You know what I mean? I can't mm. do it plain, but if you, yeah, if you, you dress up that broccoli, throw some cheese on it. Whole, you're good to go. Like that's really all you need. Honestly, I, Brussels sprouts in the air fryer with some Parmesan cheese on top. A little Let's balsamic go. vinegar. Like, so good. Yeah. We're just like an omelet in the morning with some peppers and onions in it. Super simple. Onions are great. I love onions. onions I like to awesome. put onions in so much. Onion and garlic can make everything taste really good. Uh, I always joke that it's like the, "Mm, what smells so good starter pack is like a little bit of olive oil, a little bit of garlic, a little little salt, a little onion. That's what it is. So yeah, it's walking more, eating more vegetables, uh, eating more protein. I think most people aren't getting enough protein in their diet. What are some good ways that we can get protein that maybe isn't necessarily meat? Uh, good question. Um, meat is, is definitely going to be the easiest way to do it. And I think a lot of people, their portion sizes of meat could be larger. Like if you're really struggling to get more protein in, just add more protein to your plate. Just you're having four ounces of chicken, have six. Great. Uh, Non-meat sources, Greek yogurt is like one of the most underrated things ever. Use that shit as sour cream. Like you don't even notice the difference. It is so good. Yeah, seriously. Also, it's got all those... um, probiotics and shit in it too so get that good gut health i I talk about poop all the time you get some great poops when you have greek yogurt (laughs) that's proof that your gut's doing what it needs to be doing so that's a really great uh natural probiotic and source of protein and greek yogurt is delicious and it comes in all kinds of flavors Mm -hmm. 
And mm-hmm. I know there's added sugar, but I like the I like the mango kind. I'm that's sorry, okay. Yeah. Well, if you know what, that's okay that there's added sugar in it because it's about balance, right? And like, it's about actually eating it. And I don't think I would if it didn't have sugar in it. Yeah, exactly. Like I probably have a couple of Oreos every night, so. <laughs> And I'm doing fine. <laughs> and I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm doing great because I have a couple of Oreos. It's those or- Yeah. I mean, <laughs> my favorite cookies right now are the Tate's Bake Shop, the chocolate chip. It's like those really thin, buttery cookies that come Ooh. in the green bag. Oh, my God. I don't you think guys, I've seen that, but so sounds good. good. Sounds good. Uh, what are some other good sources like beans, nuts? That sort of stuff. I love hummus. Is that a, that's a pretty good source of protein, yeah? So most people are like peanut butter is a source of protein. It's got some protein in it. It's mostly fat. There's nothing wrong with it. So same with nuts, same with hummus. Beans, beans is mostly carbs. But you get some um, tag-along protein with it. So that's a good thing to go for. Like I wouldn't use it as a main protein source. I would definitely stick with your your meats, your Greek yogurt. Uh, cottage cheese if you're weird and you're into that i hate oh it but if you like it <sighs> yeah it's so bad but I don't there know are some what it freaks is. out there you know well here's <sighs> the thing in the 1980s that my mom like did a cottage cheese diet and like just ate cottage cheese with salt and pepper all the time and like i had to eat it and um i i have not eaten it since like was I that the entire diet I, it was probably like in a cantaloupe or something ridiculous <laughs> i don't like those either so i was like pass on this entire idea Funny side story, uh, one of my best friends when we were, well, we weren't in high school together, but um, sometime when he was in high school, he wanted to lose weight. So he ate only whipped cream. <laughs> I don't just think like he lasted very long. Just like he just had a can of whipped cream with him all the time and just would squirt whipped cream. So that's weird. Don't recommend that either, but I, I think it's kind of hilarious that he tried <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, it's kind of mean, but it's kind of hilarious. It is interesting, sort of the crazier diets that we do, uh, like these juice cleanses or these like, I'm only going to eat cabbage broth for eight days and then I'm going to drink cayenne lemon juice. Oh, I did that one. I did the uh, the cabbage soup diet too. I made it three days. I You want to talk about poop. Like, <laughs> we'll just end that. We'll end that part of the conversation right there. You I had a friend. I had a friend who wanted to do this crazy diet and she was like, will you do it with me? And I was like, fine, whatever. And it was the weirdest thing. It was like one day you could only have bananas. And like the next day you could have like something. It was the weirdest. That was the one. Diet. That was the, like the first day you can only have bananas and you can have as much cabbage soup as you want. And then the second day you can only okay, have vegetables it? and it's much cabbage soup. Yeah. And then you could have like, one day you could have so like, much cabbage soup, roasted vegetables. You could have as many vegetables as you wanted that day, but it was only vegetables the whole day. It was the, it was the worst week of my life. Yeah. That sounds about right. Like I was freezing bananas. I was like, it tastes like ice cream when it's frozen. <laughs> I don't so know ridiculous. if I want to throw Danielle under the bus on this one, but I'm going to. I'm sorry, Danielle. Um. <laughs> That's what happens when you invite him on the show, Danielle. When her and I first started dating, she was doing keto. I didn't know what keto was at the time. I was like, what is that? And she got to this point where she was like, I'm going to do a three-day egg fast. It might have been a week. She was eating nothing but eggs. 
talk about rough poops. We went, she, she finished, she finished her egg fast. Day after we went to a party at my friend's house. We had a couple drinks and then instantly she's like, I gotta go outside. I gotta go now. And just like, she's sitting there. She's like, I'm okay. I'm okay. And then her friend comes out. She's like, here, have a little water. And she's like, no, I don't want it. No, I don't want the water. <laughs> she puts the water up to her face and it <laughs> just throws up all over her shoes. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Daniel. I know you're listening right now. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, I mean, that's what you get for eating nothing but eggs. Nothing that but sounds eggs. like torture. I don't even like eggs. Even a little bit. She was trying to like make them in all different ways. Like, oh yeah, these are scrambled. It's different. And I'm gonna make a quiche. Like (laughs) I'm gonna give you an A for effort. (laughs) (laughs) It's just wild. I hope everybody's laughing along with us and all of these ridiculous diets that we've tried throughout the years. I'm sure there are so many other people that will be adding in the comments all the ridiculous diets that they have tried as well. I'm pretty sure every single person has probably tried that horrible cabbage soup diet though. Do not recommend zero out of five stars. <laughs> yeah, let's give that one negative stars. That was rough. I always so forget bad. about it too. Like I think I block some of that out and then I'll remember it periodically and be like, oh no, I actually did that. There was one day on the diet that I think all you could have was like carrot sticks. I mean, I'm telling you, it was the most ridiculous thing. And oddly enough, uh, it, it was horrible because what happened was we went to a Padres game that day and it was in the middle of our very restrictive diet. And like, uh, if you know anything about me, I'm literally there for the food. So the fact <laughs> that I had to sit at Petco park and eat carrot sticks when Oof. like the hot dogs popcorn was walking by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why I said it was the worst <laughs> week of my life. I was just, what is happening? I did get to cheat. And do you know what my cheat was? Because I was supposed to only eat carrots that day. My cheat. Oh my God. This is so embarrassing. You guys, sunflower seeds. I ate sunflower seeds at the game. That was my, wow, that was, that my was cheat. your cheat. Yeah. I felt what? like it was like, that's like an Optavia snack. Yeah. That was a, that was a beach body snack too. Like I ate a lot of sunflower of seeds for that 80 days. Yeah. Oh, the oh unsalted ones too. I'm, oh. I'm sure I got the salsa kind, but let's be honest here. <laughs> At least you did that. (laughs) But I do have a picture of me sitting at the game, like eating carrots and sunflower seeds. If I can find it, I will add it to the Instagram post. Oh my God. You definitely need to do that. Wow. That's a throwback. I will look for it for you guys. It's so (laughs) embarrassing. Well, so let's talk about what you're doing now, what you have started. And um, if anybody is interested in reaching out to you, like how they can contact you and like what you offer. Yeah. So um, basically what I do, uh, everything's done online. So I write everybody's workout programs for them. I give them some some nutrition guidelines and these are very different for everyone. Some of them may be calorie based. Some of them may be here, like go with these portions, have this many plates of food or just listen to your body and let's check in about that. Everyone gets like a spreadsheet to, that we can both look at for accountability. So I can see what you're doing. I can see how you're doing. You can ask me anything you need to. Um, we do monthly check-in calls. That's actually a new thing. We're starting that soon. So that's going to be fun. Um, 
and yeah, uh, exercise technique, you get to learn about that. I asked people to like shoot videos of themselves at the gym or at home, look at your squat and say, that looks great. Or keep your heels down. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you can find me, my website, nickandersonfitness.com. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. I don't think I'm on any other social media, just those two, uh, Nick Anderson fitness and my podcast. Everything is Nick Anderson fitness. Just, just search for Nick Anderson fitness. You'll find me. It's very original. It's very creative. It's such a great name. I can't believe I came up with it all by myself, but you are hilarious. Uh, I'm so happy that you came on the show to talk about this toxic diet culture and fitness and all of this bullshit uh, it needs to stop. And I'm hoping that if we can bring more awareness to it in 2022 and have more people on the anti-MLM side that are educating about health and fitness so that the people that follow them don't get stuck in another pyramid scheme, even yes. better. There are definitely some great anti-MLM people out there who are educated in fitness as well. I've definitely followed a few and I'm like, wow, this is, this is a thing. It's going to take off. Yeah. It's very exciting it- to see. It's really exciting. And I'm so happy to add like the fitness and the health and wellness circle into our humongous Venn diagram of anti-MLM people. Because even though you're not making anti-MLM content, you are creating content that does not and will never include multi-level marketing. Will and never. that to me is anti-MLM content as mm, well. I still get Herbalife reps in my inbox though. Do they want you to sell their stuff? Well, they think since, since I'm a fitness coach, I would be a perfect fit to help sell their stuff because it would go hand in hand with exactly what I'm doing. (sighs) Right. Yes. Yuck. Yuck. By the way, their protein shakes only have like five grams of protein, which is ridiculous. Like that's not what it's like. It's like eating peanut butter. Like (laughs) it's not a good source of protein. It's got more carbs and fats than anything else. I don't know if you saw the fake Monet protein meme that I posted I did. Oh on Instagram. My <laughs> I literally found that because I was like scrolling through something and I found this woman that sold it and it was a picture of her doing a, a pr- protein shake or something. And I saw that it was multi. So I slid over and then that was the photo. And I was like, wait a second. And I'm like, a hundred percent flesh based. That was the first thing I saw. I was like, yeah, that was also based. the first thing what? I saw. Like, I was like, sand grit texture. And then I think it says like two grams of protein and sugar. Is what It just says sugar or something. Sugar. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, unfortunately, some act- a rep actually used that in her post. Did she not look at it? I feel like a lot of them don't. They just see and They just share. see it and go, oh, there it is. You know, Mm because if you Google the image and you see it, because I think it's the official image that somebody just sort of photoshopped over and it's a poor Photoshop. That's why it was just really funny. Like the the font hangs off out of the bubbles. Yeah, you could tell. Like it's definitely fake. Right. But I think to somebody who's just like, oh, crap, I forgot to post today. Like doing that and grabbing one. Maybe they didn't recognize that it was that. But it was very funny. And I laughed and I sent it. I think I sent it to Danielle and I was like, is this real? (laughs) <laughs> what is going on here? Am I crazy? Does this say flesh-based? <laughs> oh, I'm dead. I love all the reshares of just nothing from all the MLM reps. Like they just clearly pick something off someone else's page and screenshot and go, there you go. And join my pyramid. 
Yeah. And we've even had people on the show talk about like that, um, how spammy it was when they were in, they were like, yeah, they would give us this picture and they would say, well, you're going to have to take that and edit it and save it as a new thing because Facebook will, um, tag it as spam if we all post this. So we all have to change it a little bit, like put your name on it and like, maybe like add something different. So it's a different photo. So Uh. Facebook doesn't flag it as spam. And I was like, that should have been your first red flag. That's a big red flag. That's a big one. Okay. So are you ready for some rapid fire questions? I was born ready. Good answer. (laughs) One word that encompasses how you feel about MLM. Gross. (laughs) The first one that comes to mind was gross. (laughs) I couldn't think of any other one. So we're going to go with gross. One warning or a piece of advice to somebody who thinks that joining an MLM or an MLM fitness group would be a good idea. Let's say check what they're doing. Like if anything in there seems like a red flag to you, it is. Trust your gut. Um, from someone in the fitness realm, what is the worst MLM in your opinion? I want to say Beachbody, but I actually think it's Herbalife because of all the, they do a lot more shady things than Beachbody does. So um, yeah, it's, it's Herbalife. What is the hardest lesson that you learned during your time in MLM? That some of the people that I thought were my friends were not my friends. That's, ugh, I, I hate that is my hardest lesson too. And every time someone says it, I just, I die a little bit inside because I'm just like, oh, yeah, is this still happening? Yeah. We both got blocked by our coach who was like an actual real life friend. So still sings a little. <laughs> um, and lastly, what is a positive takeaway from your time in MLM? Um, I learned a lot of wrong things and now I know that other people are going to try to do those things. And I know that I can try to help them not. So I don't want to see them go down that same path that I did. I love that. That's great. Thank you so much, Nick. This was so fun. Uh, you are hilarious. Uh, and your your wife is a lucky lady. She sure is. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. I'm so glad I got to talk to you face to face. And this was just a blast. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And follow us on social media at Life After MLM Podcast and my advocacy at The Real Roberta Blevins. You can find all of the links to the social accounts in our show notes. And if you just listened to that incredible story and you thought, oh my God, I have a story just like that that needs to be told, hit me up, therealrobertablevins at gmail.com. I would love to have you on the show to share your story and start your journey in life after MLM. See you next time, Hans.